here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Now, Raf, we need to speak about the biggest recruit, potential recruit in the NTFL's history. Gary Ablett Jr. is all but locked in to play for the Palmerston Magpies this season. And a man who knows Gary very well, knows the Palmerston Magpies Football Club very well, is Matthew Stokes. Matthew, thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, Raph. Oh, cheers, bro. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Matthew, it's Jackson here. Just want to say, firstly, congrats on the AFL career. Obviously, it's been a few years out of the game now, but you are staying involved in a couple of insightful pieces in the media. But let's talk about Gary Ablett for now. How did you make this happen, and what was your role in all of this? Well, uh, I've obviously been pretty close with guys for a long time. Um, Locker next to his when we played together and then stayed in contact. You know, we've been on um, international trips, um, footy trips together and stuff like that. Went to his wedding, really close. Um, and uh, he's had this thing like John Farmer where he's had uh, a lot of uh, going away tours um, that he's asked me to present and talk at um, from a personal perspective and then also playing with him. So um, I, I mentioned to him one night, um, I said, I'm doing all these favours for you. Um, is there a chance of... Um, uh, you ever playing footy again? He goes, yeah. And I just said, oh, would you play up in Darwin? And he just looked at me with a, a smile and goes, with you? And I said, yeah, with me. And then he said, let's do it. Um, and it was pretty much that easy. Uh, so it's just probably been about um, probably about four or five months in the making, um, working with him and his team on um, his, um, his charity, um, Active Faith, and, and trying to figure out how we can actually create awareness for this and also, too, some funds. Um, and uh, pretty much everything else was uh, pretty easy. It was His commitment to it was great. First of all, I started off with one club, and it could be a possibility. It could be two or three. So um, he's a pretty good man, So um, and obviously a handy player. So uh, not only good just for the pumps and magpies, but uh, NT40 itself. Exactly right. So exciting to see a player of that calibre wanting to put the boots back on. Uh, I am interested on your take into, and this might sound like an extremely silly question, but how's he going to go up in Darwin? Now, obviously, Gary Ablett does not need any introduction, but you do know how different the weather is in Darwin. You know how humid it can get, the mid to 30s temperatures, and the ball turns into a bar of soap. How do you think Gary Ablett Jr., one of the most naturally skilled players of all time, is going to adapt to the tricky NTFL conditions? I think his skin will probably get the worst hit. I mean, he's a very pale man. Um, wears sunscreen like no tomorrow. He's a very sun-safe man. Um, I think he will struggle with the humidity, um, especially in November. Um, but I think one of the things with uh, Gaza is um, he's extremely professional. I think he always has been, obviously, to get to the level that he is. Um, his skill level and all that won't be an issue. The only thing will probably be will be whether he's uh, conditioned to play uh, four quarters in, in the midfield up there. I would have thought having him and Eddie, I'm about to catch up with Eddie in about 10 minutes, um, uh, him and Eddie in a forward line together um, uh, with Farah in there as well, um, it, it will be a pretty exciting game. Um, and um, you know, having those guys down there will be extremely uh, bloody important for us as a football club but I think with Gadza I think um, I think the only issue that we'll have is um, whether <laughs> the humidity I mean it's it's got the best of the best up there um, at that time of year and I've seen some people fail pretty big so um, yeah I reckon it'll be a pretty challenge a pretty big challenge for him. 
So if you're coach Josh Heath, you stick him in a forward line alongside Eddie Betts, you don't play him through the midfield much? I reckon you still play him in the midfield. Um, yeah, he's probably the best midfielder of all time. Um, so I don't think uh, you tell him that. I think you just tell him to um, save his energy sometimes instead of uh, trying to chase everyone, especially some of those young Aboriginal boys um, who have got some pretty good leg speeds. I, I think I'll just be mentioning him if you can't. Uh, if you can't get him, just let him go um, and reserve your energy. But I, I think, um, yeah, I think he plays in the midfield. I think, but I, I, I'd say it'd be a good 50-50 split between the midfield and, uh, and forward. Is he a competitive man, uh, Matthew? I know that Gary Ablett is such a skillful player, but effort comes into football all the time, clearly. Is Gary Ablett one of those white line fever kind of guys where once he's out there, once he's pulled on a Palmerston jumper, he'll try and play his best football and have pride in his performance? Or do you think he's just going to go out there just for a bit of a kick and a catch and a laugh? He's definitely not a kick and a catch kind of a laugh kind of a guy. Uh, we play basketball on Tuesday night <laughs> together and... If someone blocks him or uh, steals the ball, he demands the ball back and goes straight back at him. That's the kind of bloke he is. Um, he's probably one of the most competitive blokes I've ever seen um, play, uh, to be honest. And I've had some pretty good competitive guys in Steve Johnson and Paul Chapman. But Gary is, I oh, actually am Joel Selwood. I, I think he would be on par with Joel Selwood in the competitiveness um, and refuses to lose. So once he's up there, once he's committed, and, and the thing that um, a lot of people miss with Gary is the, the actual the human side of him. He's actually one of the most giving and one of the best blokes I know um, in the footy industry. And um, and um, I, I think uh, him being up there, the first thing he mentioned was, okay, what can I do for the NT community? And it's just like, yeah, great. This is this is why I want to get him involved. Um, I haven't brought too many Geelong blokes up there. Um, and uh, Gazza was one of the first ones I wanted to do it because I know if I say to him. Mate, we need to go do an actual welcome with a traditional owner mob in Larrakia. Um, he'll, he wants to do it. Um, if I say, let's go do something with AFLNT because our pathway kids coming through don't get that exposure, he'll say yes. So that's probably one of the main reasons why bringing him up there is important. Yeah, Stokes, you're rough here, mate. I think um, for Pat Palmerston, their biggest decision is what time that game is. I guess so you're the one on a two o'clock game. Um... <laughs> Out in the hot sun there for Gaz for that baldy head, mate, because he'll have to put a cap on. Um, and he, even the night games, I think that'll be a bit of shine coming off that pill as well. So <laughs> you're not going to miss him out there. Um, but, yeah, exciting times, mate, to have you back up here and having a kick yourself, um, not just Gaza. But, you know, I think the, the Magpies faithful uh, would have been dying for you to join them the last couple of seasons. But to have you up, mate, it's going to be exciting. And to see you run around again in those colours, Bruss, it's, uh, it's, um, I'm looking forward to it myself to see you out there with the boys. It's going to be... A pretty stacked forward line if you're all up there at the same time. You, Eddie, um, and Gaza, and then also Farah boys, um, they can play some footy. So, um, thankfully, I'm not going to be playing, mate, and um, against you guys. So, <laughs> I don't want to chase any of you fellas around again because that just brings back bad memories. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, looking forward to seeing you up here, mate. And like you said, um, the times I've, I've spoken to Gary and seen him off the footy field, like, like you said, the caring side of him. Um, he's one of the most caring blokes and the nicest blokes going around and genuine blokes so looking forward to you know having him up here and having to see his impact um, what he does for the football up here and, and the NTFL um, people it's going to be great yeah thanks bro I think, uh, I think for me I mean last couple of years we covered yep that's how you go mate Oh, sorry. Yeah, the last couple of years with COVID, I mean, to get back up there um, and play uh, was something that I've always wanted to do, especially for Dad. I mean, Dad um, obviously um, talks about that. He's like the greatest thing that ever happened at Palmerston Magpies or North Darwin. So to be able to go back and try to get back, um, you know, last couple of years with COVID, it's been a, a bit of a nightmare down here in Victoria. So um, 
to free up some time. You know, I finally got my business going in a, in a, in a state now where I can I can let go a little bit and yep. uh, take a step back. And one of the main things I want to do is be able to give back to the foot club. So I can't wait. So Matthew, Jacko here again. Just on a personal perspective, how is your body feeling? How are you looking forward to pulling on the black and white again? I can't wait. It's something that I've missed, and I've definitely missed playing with the Davy brothers um, uh, probably more than anything. Uh, having Aaron and Alan around, you know, I've known them since I was about oh, about three. Um, so to be able to go back, it's really important. My body's pretty good. I've um, I've done a half, couple of half marathons over the last couple of years and, and, and stayed reasonably fit. Um, uh, something that I've always been able to, always wanted to do was run. Um, that's probably the one fortunate thing. It's my outlet for, for me as a, as a bloke and as a human to be able to get on a treadmill. It does help that I've got the NBA TV right in front of the, the treadmill so I can watch the sports, American sports when I'm doing it. But, um, you know, yeah, I, I'm pretty reasonably fit. Am I fit to play in Darwin? Probably not. Probably hell no. But, um, look, we've got some time to condition. I'm looking to play a few games before Christmas and then on the back end on the other side of it. So um, I think I'll, it'll take me a couple of runs to get up there. I'm going to be spending a fair bit of time over the next couple of months up in Darwin and, and get some runs into it and and um, get used to that heat again because uh, we've just come out of winter here, as you guys would know, and, and, and Rafi, you know better than anyone. Uh, yep. This place is cold and Geelong's even colder, so uh, I'll, I'll take some conditioning to get ready for that heat. Yeah, it was a particularly tough winter this year as well. Uh, Matthew, I'd like to go back to your own NTFL career. You played a lot of senior football before uh, moving down to the Sandfall and then eventually getting drafted by Geelong. But the one thing that everyone talks about when it's Matthew Stokes in the NTFL is how young you were when you debuted, 14 years old. And it wasn't just a token game like you see young, some 15 or 16-year-old players get when they're at a club like, say, Darwin Buffaloes a couple of years ago or the Tiwi Bombers, and, and they need players to make up the numbers. You entered a pretty star-studded Palmerston Magpies team, a lot of brilliant footballers around you. Can you go back to when you first made your senior debut as a 14-year-old, what you were thinking um, and, and some of the people who, who helped you along the way? Yeah, look, I debuted with Alan Davies, so that was obviously pretty special. And then obviously Nicky Wimar's first game up in Darwin, um, and I still remember it clearly how many people he drew to that game. And um, I, you know, I've always appreciated of um, uh, of that. You know, Russell Jeffries and and you know my cousin Corey Kernoth were guys who really helped me in that transition. And being able to play with the Grant brothers. Um, and then the late Joe Frank, who I think, you know, was one of my favourite players of all time, what he was able to do on the footy field. I was in a position that I was really protected by a group of senior players to be able to come in, and, and, and Alan and Aaron as well, to be able to go and play footy and just play without having to worry about it. And I, and I, I do, I must admit, I, I actually have a lot of fond memories of playing against other teams because they really looked after you. Um, no one really went out, out of their way to try and teach a young kid, and I, I'll be the first to admit I was a bit of a smart-ass probably when I was younger, um, so I didn't really cop anything, and I, I think that's I've always cherished that part about the NT footy, about the um, allowing me to play at a young age and not have to worry about um, some of the crap that goes with maybe playing senior footy. So um, the, the memories of, of territory, I think the reason why I was successful at the AFL level was the, the basis of being a territory kid and, and some of the stuff that I learned up there. And um, you know, and I'm always forever grateful of, of Russell Jeffries. I mean, he's one of my favourite people of all time, and I'm still really close with him to this day. And um, if there's one person that could ring me up at any time and ask for a favour, it'd be RJ. And, um, you know, I've always appreciated of, of what he did. And same with Madjo, because he was assistant coach. So it was pretty impressive uh, um, a coach, play coach. We had Mark West running around as well at the time. So 
it was a pretty impressive team and I was able to just do my thing. How's Gaz's shoulder going? Ah, uh, it's pretty good. He shot. He just scored thirty-six <laughs> points on Tuesday in basketball, so oh, m- mustn't be. Um, we might have to try and get a game up there with um, up there. So yeah, he, nah, he goes pretty well. He, he he still has to do some conditioning for it. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it is. Um, it, it's it's healed and um, he doesn't sh- show any signs of that on um, on Tuesday night. That's for damn sure. Yeah, just touching, Matty, on that um, NTFL side, the the Magpies you just mentioned, mate. Like I, I still remember that side. Um, that you had there for three or four years uh, that won those back-to-back premierships. Um, you know, that group of young guys that came through, you know, you're all a couple of years older than me, but Trent Henshaw was amongst that group as well. Um, the Davy boys yourself, you know, Edward Darcy spent a couple of years on a rookie list as well. Um, mate, that, that group of guys yep. you had um, um, that you all grew up together, especially protected by those older guys like you mentioned, um, it was awesome to see, um, you know, and Bloody growing up and watching you guys a bit a couple of years ahead of me, um, it's always awesome to see those magpies looking after you guys and the way you boys played together. Um, you yeah. know, it was something that us younger boys of St Mary's tried to um, copy and and um, and our third premiership that you guys were going for, we were we actually were able to catch up to you guys and, and take it away from you. So I think we we learnt a lot from watching your guys go about it and, and the way the magpies team worked together. Yeah, it shows you what um, how important it is to have a really good junior base, um, and like obviously Saints have got that, but then also too the senior players being able to help mould those younger players. And I think even though it is uh, a local football club, and, and it's no different, footy's footy. Um, if you can have senior players around, and you guys did that, and my nephew Nicky Yarra, and you guys looked after him for a long time, and always appreciative of St Mary's. I don't really like you that much, but appreciative of uh, of what you guys have, were able to do with protecting him coming through. You know, that, that's why you can have success. And I think with um, with the Magpies, it was all that. Trent Henschel, Mark Burtz, myself, Edward Darcy. Um, we had Thomas Simons. We had a great core of young Dion yep. Kelly, protected by Corey Kernoff, Jock McLeod, um, you know, Jerry Frank. Um, we had the, the Grant brothers. We had Mark Tyrrell. Um, so we had a really um, um, a good nucleus of players, but also a good mixture of old and, and young really was a star-studded side, Matthew. Last question from us. Geelong play tomorrow in a big final against Collingwood. I am assuming that your allegiances are still with the Cats, but let us know how you think your former side will go. <laughs> no, I'm still Geelong through and through. I still live here. I live across the road, actually. Um, <laughs> I think we're in the best position that we have been for a long, long time, and that, that means nothing. It, what it means is we've set ourselves up for a really good opportunity to be able to go one step further than we have in the past. And I think with the, the spread of talent across the board, I think we're, we're set up for finals football. And I think the addition of Tom Tommy Atkins in the middle to give us a little bit more grunt and a little bit of um, um, angriness in there um, has really helped Joel and, and Patty and these type of guys. And I think one of the beauties with our club is that we're not relying on anyone anymore. And it does help when you have Tom Hawkins, Jerry, um, Tom Hawkins, Jeremy Cameron, and uh, that little Stengel guy, um, you know, running a muck up there. It's, it, it is hard for a, a defence to be able to uh, keep control of them. But the spread of our players across the board, from the backs to the mids and to the forwards, it, it's going to be hard to stop. But at the same time, it, it's final footy. Um, we're up against a pretty good opponent, young opponent who don't really have any fear, uh, which I love their, their brand of footy. Um, so I'm looking forward to the game tomorrow, um, but I'm very confident that our club 
and our players are in a position to uh, to be able to you know, take that step further than we have in the last probably 10 years. Thanks very much, Matty. We look forward to seeing not only Gary Abbott Jr., but also your fine self in the black and white colours of Palmston this season. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Matty. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.